Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's Take. All right, first off, I want to deal with the elephant in the room. Last week's leaked Supreme Court opinion, which looks as though it's going to overturn the almost 50-year-old Roe v. Wade law legalizing abortion here in America. Now, a couple pieces of background here. Number one, I was 13 years old when Roe v. Wade came on the books, And I've always been in my life a pro-choice person. I've always felt I don't have a right to tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her body. And, And that is something that I have stuck with all of my life. Even now that I am the father of a 25 year old daughter, I've always felt if she ended up getting pregnant, it was her choice. I would support her no matter what. Well, I was kind of surprised when I talked to my daughter about this. She was very, very upset about it. She said, you know, it's funny because once again, men are telling women what to do and it's not fair. She points out that some of the laws that have been enacted, especially in Texas, men could have women arrested if something happens to a pregnancy intended or not. And, and that gave me some food for thought. I'm not sure. Now, as, as of the time I taped this, the Supreme Court decision has not been announced. It has not taken effect. But there's a couple of things I see happening. Number one, I don't think we're going to go back to the draconian times we had in the 50s and 60s. Remember, what was one of the storylines of the movie Dirty Dancing, which took place in 1963? a backroom abortion. Okay. And that's, I I don't think we're going to see that. I think enough States are going to allow abortions that we will, that getting an abortion will be somewhat easier than it was. But as my daughter points out, the people who really need this, the very poor will not be able to, because they can't afford to travel to a state that allows abortions. And she's right about that. But the unintended uh, byproduct of this leaked Supreme Court decision, basically it's become a partisan issue. The Democrats are all lining up saying they're pro-choice. The Republicans are all lining up saying they are pro-life. And the problem is that there are a lot of people who are upset about this. They can't vote for Supreme Court justices. They serve for life. And there is some anger over the fact that the last three Supreme Court appointments, all conservatives, all said in testimony they would not overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, obviously, when this decision comes out, there is going to be a lot of folks who want to find out what they have to say because those were three of the votes in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade. But again, this anger that people have, and and again, I've seen polls that say seven out of 10 people don't want Roe v. Wade changed. I've also seen two thirds of Americans are okay with Roe v. Wade being overturned. So I I don't know who to believe, but my point is this, people are going to do their, are, are going to express themselves voting for candidates that support their beliefs. And if you are a pro-choice candidate or a pro-choice person, you'll side with the Democrats. 
you're a pro-life person, you'll side with the Republicans. Now, maybe I'm one of the weird ones because I am pro-choice. I am also conservative. Okay. But as one of my friends who is very active in partisan politics at a statewide level said to me, this is the worst thing that could happen to the Republican Party. When they were on the verge of probably retaking Congress, both the House and Senate, this fall, because of people's dissatisfaction with the way things are going under President Joe Biden, the Republicans will be lucky if they can take control of either House or Senate. And the problem is that, with that is, you can probably point to Roe v. Wade. Now, the election is five months off, and you don't know what is going to happen between now and then. But if the Republicans do not make big gains this election cycle, people are going to point to this as a reason why, and you kind of wonder what is going to happen. I have said this, and maybe I'm being too simplistic, but I look at this as a pendulum swing. It swung to the pro-life side of things in 1973, and slowly but surely it's been creeping back to the conservative pro-life side of things, and that's where the pendulum is, but the pendulum will swing back. And again, as I said, we're not going to go back to the draconian times of the 50s and 60s. Too many states are going to allow abortions to have that happen. The question is going to be whether or not you can afford to get to somewhere that will allow abortions. Again, this is a story that is going to have legs, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it more. How about that Kentucky Derby? Oh, wow. What a great race. Larry Colmas did a great job. NBC did a great job covering the race. Think about this. 7.45 a.m., Friday morning, the horse that won was not even in the field. Less than 36 hours later, it was the toast of the horse racing world. Yeah, it can happen to anyone. <laughs> and the other thing was, the horse was claimed for $30,000 last October, less than a year ago. Amazing. Just an amazing story. It'll be interesting to see what does happen, but it's good to see horse racing dominating the news at a time when, as I said, horse racing really is, and I mentioned this last week, you know, the Kentucky Derby is, is one thing everybody watches, but, you know, horse racing around the country has is, is, is kind of been on the downswing for a while, and, and this has kind of pushed it up to the front. So, you know, hats off to NBC. And I also want to say hats off to NBC. Sunday morning was the first Sunday leadoff streaming or broadcast that they've done. They signed a deal with baseball, and it's going to be basically on Peacock. It'll be the first game of the day that's on at 1130 in the morning. Now, when I was a kid, I wanted sports 24 hours a day. And, you know, ESPN was a step in the right direction, but ESPN did not become a full-fledged sports station 24 hours until well into the 90s because they, well, they needed money and they couldn't support it, and they uh, sold four hours of, of broadcast time a day. True story, and that, that's kind of what kept them on the air the first few years uh, that ESPN was on. If you look, there's a couple of books that have this in there, but I'm, I, 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 uh, I, uh, you know, I, I digress. Um, WFAN signed on in 1986 and I was already working in the broadcast industry. And, you know, I always love when sports is on in the morning. I mean, let's face it. The British open is always a fun thing to watch because yeah, 
the British Open is, <laughs> you know, sports. And you watch that. And I always love that that first baseball games of the year. Because they're on at 5 o'clock in the morning in the United States. That's great. You know. So anytime there's a sporting event on in the morning, I always, I always like it. I mean, you know, college football, that kind of thing. So I found myself watching it Sunday morning. How great was it to have Vince Scully do the opening narration? Oh, man. I'm sorry. Baseball is is not as good since Vince Scully had left. But again, the guy's in his 90s. I, I give him credit. But recalling those great years, and, and NBC was the, well, the network of baseball for a long time when I grew up. And they had so many great moments. They, you know, the Carlton Fisk home run, uh, the Buckner error in 86, the Gibson home run. They were all on NBC. And it was also good during the broadcast, they talked about NBC's rich heritage doing baseball. After all, NBC had carried the World Series for a number of years until ABC started carrying it in the mid-70s. So it's great to have baseball on on Sunday mornings and uh, Sunday leadoff. Again, it will be streaming on Peacock, but if you have the paid tier, hey, listen, not bad to sit back and watch a baseball game early on a Sunday, and then you can go out and do what I did and wash the car. Last but not least, I do want to talk about something personally. Um, I've been rather lucky in my life. I really have not had to have too many surgeries. I mean, I had my tonsils out when I was a kid. Um, I then was stupid playing kickball with my daughter and fell and hurt my shoulder and had to have an operation in 2003. And then a couple of years ago, I had my deviated septum operated on. But those are the only surgeries I've really had in my life. And I've been very lucky. But as you know, throughout this uh, trip's take, undergot some major changes in my life. And one of the reasons is because I've started having trouble walking. My hip has been bothering me and it's been like that since October. And I've undergone physical therapy. Um, I've been going to a chiropractor. Finally, the reality set in, I saw a hip specialist. I'm going to need a hip replacement. Now, first, my first thought was, no, I don't need everything. Now I'm not going to do that now. But then I started thinking about how difficult it is to enjoy walking, and it's something that I enjoy. The other thing about it is, is that with modern hip replacement, it'll probably be one and done for me. I'll have this operation, 62, 63, and I'll never have to do it again. Let's be realistic, folks. If it lasts 25 years, I'll be 88. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be walking as much as I am right now. And, and the thought process also is, I might as well do it while I can enjoy it and improve my quality of life. So it looks like I'm headed down that road. I'm not sure of the timeline, but when I do have the hip replacement surgery, I'll probably take a couple of weeks off from trips take, let you know well in advance. And of course I will talk about my road to recovery from hip replacement surgery and let you know how it goes here on trips take. And that's trip take for May the 12th, 2022. I'd love to hear your comments and questions about my podcast just email tripstake at gmail.com. Give a listen to my exploits as I continue on America's Top pot, top Podcaster. Uh, that's America's Top Podcaster.com. It is a podcast that's also available on Apple and Google. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you want to tune in to WTRS Radio, powered by Live365.com. Join me again next week. For now, Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening and watching. Make it a great one.